Hello, and welcome to the Bivo Podcast, a podcast for pastors, church planners, ministers, anyone who is doing the work of ministry and working in the marketplace at the same time. This is your time of encouragement. And now, your host, Ade Sabanjo. Hello, and welcome again. Today, I'm going to be talking about the um, benefits of being a Bible pastor. I said that uh, two weeks ago and I talked about the fact that because we don't have as much time as others, we have to depend a lot on the move of God. And I think regardless of whether you're a Bible pastor or not, you still have to depend a lot on the power of God for ministry because Ministry work must be done by the power of God. But today I want to talk about another benefit of um, being a Bible pastor. And I'm going to be talking about the advantage that we have every day as Bible pastor. But before I get into that, I want to say that um, next month we're going to be in Canada. And uh, we've been here in Kujasi uh, in September. And next month in April, we're going to be in Canada. We're going to be ministering in the churches in Canada. And I trust that God would do an awesome work. The children are excited. They are presently working hard at school to do well so that they can continue with their school in in Canada. It's just a blessing that we can we get to do that, uh, get the children to be in schools in two different parts of the world. It's a blessing and we appreciate that. So let's get into today's discussion. Um, I want to talk about the fact that, you know, earlier on in my ministry, I, I had this understanding in scriptures that God really wants many, many people, as many as possible, to come into knowledge of Him and to receive uh, the blessings of salvation. And and that, that's been resonating more in my heart lately. In Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, verse 41, the Bible says 3,000 people were added to the church. That was the beginning of the church. And 3,000 people were added to the church um, through one sermon preached by the Apostle Peter. And that that sends to me a signal that God wants both quality and quantity. That means people that are thoroughly saved and are growing and, and maturing in spiritual stuff. And he wants as many of them as possible. And then you look at Acts chapter 4 verse 4. It says 5,000 people were added to the church. And in Acts of the Apostles chapter 5 verse 14, it says multitudes both men and women were added to the church. So I, I have no doubt in my mind that God really is interested in seeing as many people as possible give their hearts to Jesus, um, receive Him as their Lord and Savior, and begin to uh, work, uh, work as disciples for Him to bring others into the kingdom. And so I know that as a Bible pastor or Bible minister, you desire you desire this. I've always desired that. In fact, I thought that within six months of uh, beginning the ministry, there were going to be 300 people in the church. But that, that didn't work out. And I think a lot of us, um, many of the people listening to me, you've been in that same spot where you know that you know, the way God works is not the way um, we we work. We we don't. We, we sometimes assume that things are going to be very fast, and God says, "You know what? You're not ready. Um, I I need to prepare you for for something uh, more." 
And so that's that's the situation. But regardless of how many, I ha- I believe that the Holy Spirit that is in us is always wanting to do more. And I also believe that we, on this, uh, in, uh, in line with that, we want more fruit. We want to see more people being blessed, being transformed in our ministry. And as a Bible pastor, you have an advantage, which is that you, you get paid by your by your boss or by the company or by the government, whoever you're working with or by your business to connect with people who are not yet followers of Jesus. You you have that advantage. And I remember when I when I became a full-time minister back in 2007 and I had to, I, I was I was sitting in the office in in the church office or most of the day I discovered that whoa there's a there's a disadvantage here. You don't have uh, to you don't have you don't have connections with non-Christians. So then what I did was I, I would go out every day to meet people on the street and, and just connect with them, go to the coffee shop I made people go to the bus stations and meet people that's what i did but as bits but then um usually it's different for bible pastors uh, because you get actually paid to go out and be with these people and you're not only meeting them for five minutes ten minutes you actually stay in their space and they stay with you depending on your the nature of your job for four five six hours every day um five days a week or more so we need to maximize that advantage, and that's what I want to talk about uh, in today's episode. Uh, there are some things that I've put down here, but I, they're not exhaustive. There are more, and if you have some more, please take the time to write and send your thoughts to to me, either on the on my website at disobanjo.com through a comment, or you can reach out um, any other way that you know how to. So here, uh, five points that I've put down. Just the first five. Um, the first one, and it, it's it's a, it's piggy, I, I make going to let piggyback on my talk of from last episode, and that's the fact that we need to pray for a move of God. The, the three the three portions of scripture that I read at the beginning of this uh, episode were no, they were those they were God's move. They, you know, someone preaches a sermon. Um, to strangers, there's no um, publicity. Nobody sent out some flyers, no radio jingles, no Facebook shares, nothing. And someone speaks, and you know, within a short time, three thousand people get saved. Three thousand people say, you know, what? Well, what do we do to be saved? And as they do that, they get water baptized. And in the next couple of days, maybe next week. 5,000 people get saved. That's the move of God. That's the move of God. And so um, I want to encourage you as a minister, we must not stop praying for, number one, a worldwide revival and a, a move of God on our ministry. So if we spend good time every day just saying, Lord, move upon me, use me to bring people to the Lord. There's a book I read uh, a few years ago that that really impacted me with this. Um, there's uh, the prayer of Jabez. This guy would go around and is always meeting people and connecting with them and sharing the gospel with them. And it really made an impact upon my life. And, and I want you to if you have uh, the time, take take a look at that book. But for the, fir- the first point here, I want to emphasize is let 
I did be prayer. Prayer for a move of God, a revival in the church, and prayer for yourself that, Lord, I want you to move upon my life and use me to touch someone every day, every time in my ministry, when I preach on Sundays, when I when I minister on Sunday, whatever you minister. Um, that's the first step. The second step is pray for the individuals by name you know them you meet with them every day you you know you know the receptionists at your workplace the the cleaners you know your colleagues um if you're a cleaner too they're your colleagues if you're if you're the boss then there are people around you so pray for them by name whenever you're doing your prayer in the morning ask the lord to 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 touch them to to give you an opportunity to be a blessing to them so pray for them whatever things you see in their lives that they need help with pray about them and if you if you Blessed with the gift of tongues, pray in tongues for them as often as you can. By name, you mention their name and just or have the picture in your mind and you, you pray over their lives. And as you do that, I've seen that happen in my life where I pray for people for a while and I didn't, doors begin to open for ministry to them. The next thing I have here is number three, ask the Holy Spirit to give you an opportunity to share your story with them. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you an opportunity to share your story. That's your, your salvation story, how God has helped you. Ask the Lord to give you an opportunity to do that. And He will. He will. Uh, it may take some time. It, sometimes it takes a year or two, but some of them will not take that long. So as you interact with them over and over again and you're praying, these opportunities will come. It's an advantage we have. Because you are seeing the work of God in your life. So you're, you're sharing your life with them every day and you're praying for them. You're asking God to give you an opportunity to, to share your story with them. Number four, look out for opportunities to serve and show love to them. So sometimes the, the biggest way to, to minister the gospel to someone is just to love them, to pray for them, to, to notice when they are not they are not doing well to notice when things are not going well or to be able to just offer a helping hand and as you do that then you get begin to have opportunities to actually share your story with them and i know that in some places especially canada you you are not allowed to share religious stuff at work but when you when you praying for people and helping them and loving them you have many many opportunities to meet with them outside the, the office and that would be the place where you can share your story. I usually this uh, ex- wait patiently for when the people have a need in their life, a change in their life, um, whatever. It's always a good time to throw in a story um, that reflects exactly what they are saying and how you deal with with your situations. And sometimes it may not even be something that happens to them. It may be something that happens to you. You may have uh, a situation that is quite difficult and they will ask you, how are you coping with this? That may be the time when you have the opportunity to share your story with them and you'll be surprised. Your Holy Spirit has prepared them. They will be willing to to take it to the next level, which is when you go out and, and begin to work on them. And uh, the last point here, I say, relax and take each opportunity that is presented. If Whatever God gives you, just take it and use it. Don't get frustrated because um, the people that you are expecting to move faster, they are not. Some of them may even be doing worse uh, things that than you expected, but don't 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 expect, don't think that you're the one going to do it. Just trust the Holy Spirit; He knows what He's doing, and He's going to do a great job. He put you there because He He wants to minister life to those people, and He knows that um, 
this what you're doing right now is what you what you should be doing because you're asking you're you're trusting and you are doing what he tells you to do so i want to go back and and emphasize the fact that prayer uh, is a very major part of this strategy we we must remember that there's no amount of knowledge no amount of explanation that we're going to give to someone that is going to convince them and make them saved it has to be a revelation as you share the word they they suddenly their spirit picks up the truth it is it's a spiritual thing it's not a rational thing alone it's going to start from the rational but it's not going to be just the rational it's going to also be a spiritual transaction and so as you present the gospel Remember that you're not just communicating with the person's mind, you're also communicating with your spirit. That's where prayer comes in. And as you've been praying for them, as you've been praying for them, as you've been praying for them, and then, and you begin to share with them, your spirit begins to communicate life. The Holy Spirit in you communicates life through your words to them. And they pick up on this. And, and that's how they get saved or they say, you know, I'm ready to pray. And, and I want to say, don't be ashamed or afraid to ask them if they want to pray. And you, that, of course, that will not be at work. It, it's going to be maybe at a coffee shop or, or maybe at a church service. You know? Because the next thing that I want to mention is that whatever doors open, you take it. It may be um, at a bridge event. You may just, this, the Holy Spirit may say to you, invite this guy to the, the potluck or the, the event you have in a church. And you go ahead and do that. You know, there's something called the bridge bridge events. I read that in Purpose Driven Church by Rick Warren. And what they mean by bridge event is um, an event that is light, that is not um, very spiritual, um, but has spiritual content, spiritual prayer backing. But the event itself uh, is not necessarily spiritual. We could be having like a beach party for your members or uh, you're having... uh, a just a games night or a soccer event or basketball so something like that you get all the people together and they are doing stuff but you've prayed you've prayed it's well prayed and you invite this person to it and at that event you can get the opportunities to speak to them or another person who has more common things with them will get an opportunity to speak with them and they, they surrender their lives to christ or they begin to ask more questions uh, in that direction so that is what I have for you today. It's an advantage. We get to meet with people who do not know the Lord yet, who do not believe in Him yet, and we get paid to do that every day, and we get paid to live the life of Christ in front of our people every day. Now, it can also be a pressure, the fact that you're not perfect, but I sense, I've discovered that when you I choose to be authentic in your in your life, even when you make mistakes, people understand that. I, I'll just close with, with this story. One time when I was working, um, I I found I was not just talk, uh, sitting with the people and someone was talking about the Bible studies. And I said that, you know, while there, a lot of people were there saying, oh, no, why would someone do Bible studies in, in, in a workplace? And I said, you know what, I, I don't mind doing Bible studies in a workplace. And as soon as I decided that there was a, one of the girls there, later on, when when others had gone, she 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 stepped up and said to me, "Do you know what? I, I I don't mind doing Bible studies myself." And it's not that she was a Christian, but she used to be one, and she was surprised to find someone that was interested in it. So that's what I'm talking about: being authentic in your life and and being loving and allowing the Spirit of God to work through you is just a blessing. And we can use that opportunity to to really influence and bring people in contact with Jesus. So that's where I'm going to close this podcast for today 
I'm going to come up with some of the other benefits that we have. And I'm going to like to talk about how to craft your story. I think um, if you're a minister, you, you should know that. But uh, there are some uh, tips that we may have that will help um, others just fine-tune their story and share it and get it prepared you know so that if if you happen to have an opportunity you just have the story prepared this is what happened before this is what happened during this will happen after so i'm going to talk about that on another episode for now i want to pray with you and uh, we'll close the the episode for today let's pray father thank you for your sons your daughters and this bible podcast our community pray for everybody that's listening to me that joy will flow from the depths of your heart if you're going through a problem right now join your join my faith with you that you will receive grace right now strength to overcome strength to to trust god through this process and receive instruction receive wisdom to take the right action in the name of jesus I, i stand with you against every attempt of the enemy to discourage you i stand with you against every attempt of the enemy to to cause you to despair or to 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 be distracted i declare over you in the name of jesus that you will hear the lord clearly and you will take the right action in your life and in your business every day in your work in jesus name father i pray also that as many people that we have sown the seed we have shared with we have prayed for we have loved on that lord the seeds will produce let the seeds begin to produce movement and and salvation and and transformation today in jesus name we pray Amen. So that's it for today. I encourage you once again, um, send me questions. If you have any questions, send so that we can all um, enjoy the answers to the questions together and get better at this work that we believe our Savior has called us to. Bye for now and have a wonderful week. You've been listening to the Bivo Podcast with Ade Sobanjo. Please head over to adesobanjo.com. A-D-E-S-O-B-A-N-J-O.com to join the conversation and access all of the resources shared on the podcast. You can also record your questions by using the red button on the right-hand side of the page. If this is your first episode of the Bivo Podcast, Take the time to listen to the earlier episodes where Ade talks about his amazing recovery from stroke and the lessons he learned. These lessons have revolutionized Ade's life and they will make your life so much more fruitful too. Till the next episode, keep spreading the love of Jesus everywhere.